Forgotten Instinct, 2nd Edition, Chapter 1, Episode 3. And the part-timers, the poor, helpless adjuncts practically lived a curse, riding LA's traffic hell, jumping from one campus to another to collect measly salaries, all along waiting and hoping to come home to permanence. It was, of course, irrelevant where the offer came from, so long as it ended the nightmare. The only truly normal people in the department were the two elderly secretaries, helpful, pleasant, and at peace with themselves. But it was my idea. I have been working on the underdetermination of scientific theories for a long time, if you really have to know, Professor Mason said curtly. How could it have been your idea, Tom? We worked on it together. We had a two hour discussion that led to the conclusions we ended up making. Besides, underdetermination is not your discovery to begin with, I might add, the colleague responded. To Mel's great surprise, that sort of thing happened not only in engineering or business schools, but also there in the humanities. One naively imagined that at least people who dealt with higher things would tend to remain on higher grounds beyond the trivial and the petty. Ladies and gentlemen, since it is my turn to chair this week's session, Dr. Penn began to announce at one of the department's weekly meetings. I'd like to propose the following, that we start with some of the more urgent issues. As you know, he paused for a moment. Actually, let me start with what happened today while I was on the phone with David Ratty. As you all know, he is a big name in the philosophy of psychology, and he is very well known. He has also authored several books and has a long list of publications. I met him personally last year at the APA Eastern Division and got to chat with him a while. Anyway, so I called Berkeley today and got him on the phone to explain that we were planning a student conference and we'd like to invite him. And you know what he kept on asking? He kept asking, how much is the honorarium? How much is the honorarium? I kind of downplayed that and told him a little more about what the students were planning to do and what they thought. But he kept asking, how much is the honorarium? I finally said that we had a budget of around $1,000 and will of course pay for his airfare and accommodations. I don't know if I'll be able to come, in fact, I'll be cutting it real close since I'm going to be speaking in Cincinnati. So, I wouldn't be able to come. I'm sorry, it just wouldn't work out, okay? Yes, I understand. Yes, thank you. Thanks for calling, he said and concluded the conversation abruptly. That just reminds me Tom. I wrote a paper a long time ago, which was almost accepted by this journal, what is it called, the Ray, Raw something? You know which, Tom, what was the name? The old Dr. Bond interjected. Dr. Penn, who looked very disappointed at the untimely comment of his colleague, looked at him squarely and said, I don't know, and threw his glance back on his notes. After a few seconds, Tom looked in Dr. Bond's direction again and found him still agonizing over the name of the journal he could just not recall. But in the midst of this rather uncomfortable mishap, another professor came to Dr. Bond's rescue. What did you want to say about your paper, George? Would you want to present it at the student conference? Dr. Horgan asked. Yes, yes, exactly and I could use the honorarium you see. Dr. Bond responded. No, I think we'll have to bring someone from outside. Okay, I think we'll just move on to other items on the agenda. Yes, well, let us just start with you Dr. Mason, could you update us on the graduate advisement, and we shall then move on to Dr. Bond's course load and upcoming retirement, Penn said. We discussed my retirement last semester and I said that I was not ready to go in retirement yet. I am still not ready for that you see. I am teaching a new course in bioethics. It is an exciting new branch, you see, Bond said impatiently. When do you think he'll give up? Mason whispered to Dr. Pennsylvania. You know, the bioethics thing is not the real reason he wants to stay. He has a son in law school. I guess he partially supports him, I don't know, Penn said quietly. I have taught here for 30 years you see, 
Bon went on. Why don't you find yourself a church and preach part-time? I'm serious. Landis is doing the same thing, another professor tried to offer Bon a solution. As a matter of course, the academic corporate structure demanded its victims who knew that they themselves would someday be victims of another pretentious wave. In a way, it was in the cards. 